podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Trample Bet podcast for the week. Saturday, August 28th, 2021. I am your host, Andy Vaughn, and with me, as always, is Gordo. Hello. How are you, Gordon? Good. I'm pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Um, pretty good. Some, we'll hear from you shortly about last week's picks and, and, and what's coming up this weekend. But before we do that, we introduce a familiar voice now, obviously the guest giving his picks on last week's show, Mr. Chris Kelly. Chris, how are you? All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Glad we're getting this done pretty early today because it's the hottest day of the year, I think. <laughs> so far, it is. <laughs> and, you know, you had a pretty good week. We're about to de- we're about to delve into it, but as as guest spots go, we're outdoing the regular hosts so far, which is which is ideal. That's what we want to see. We want to see Hi. as many winners as possible. Um, so we'll run through the picks from last week. We'll just do all the bankers, then the values, outsiders, and charity as we do every week. And we started off with my banker in Japan, which was the Yokohama F Marinos. Against Vigaltas and Dai, the home win odds of two to seven. They won five nil. So as bankers go, not going to get much better than that. Yeah, that's definitely a banker. It's a banker. Uh, I let down the bankers this week with Borussia Dortmund, who could not follow up their first win of the year with a second one. They were absolutely rubbish against Freiburg. They actually went down 2-0 to two very good goals yeah. uh, and brought it back to 2-1 with an own goal, but a kind of forced own goal. Like it was it was like a shot that was deflected back into the net. They they were mince. Freiburg kept them at um, arm's length for the entirety of the game. Haaland couldn't get in behind. Uh, I think the loss of Sancho is going to be quite big to them this year um, for games where it, teams sit deep. Like week mm-hmm. one, Stuttgart, Stuttgart didn't sit deep against them. They just like played out uh, how many goals can you score <laughs> version of that game as opposed to you know uh, keeping it tight. So yeah, didn't, Banker did not come in for me. And Chris? Yeah, so I had PSG to beat Brest at 1-5, and they did. So, success. Uh, success. My only regret is not backing PSG and both teams to score, because that's now free for free. Uh, the first three games of the yeah. season has been both teams scoring and PSG winning. I think they they seem like they just don't care if they concede, to be honest. They don't care about defending. Mm. You score one or two, we're going to score four or five. And I don't yeah, see you- how Messi making his debut is going to help them in defence, so... That might be a good thing going forward. centre back. Yeah, so <laughs> they don't need don't need defence, do you? When you're going to yeah, score so, that many goals, you know you've got. So that I think Brest are like one of the worst teams in the league, I believe. And if they can get both teams to score, I think there could be value in that for the season. So I want to watch out on. Okay. On to the value picks. Um, <laughs> my value pick actually let the side down after your your two had come in. Uh, mine was a Sunday game in the Scottish Premiership. I picked the team that Gordon supports, and I won't be doing that again. Took Hibs to win away at Dundee FC. Dundee are rubbish. Uh, yeah, Dundee went 1-0 up reasonably early on. Hibs brought it back, had the 2-1 lead with, with 10 minutes to go, um, and managed to concede an equaliser in sort of the last five minutes. So that ended two each, and with it, my value pick. Yeah, it wasn't fantastic for, for Hibs at all. Um, I, as Chris said, we, we obviously were all uh, together on, on Sunday um, at, the, at the baseball and Chris was like, have you looked at Hibs' lineup?" It's like, no, and he's like, they aren't playing a striker. It's like, great. Yeah. It's good. To, don't tell Andy. Yeah, <laughs> but see, as it turns out, they still scored two goals and if you yeah. score two goals against Dundee, you should be winning the game, especially yeah. if you're a team that has aspirations to end up in the European places. That's yeah. That's... Scoring yeah. two goals against Dundee and not winning is is bad. Um, I, was, I was just looking at I was looking at Twitter after it, and it was the um, the comparison people were drawing are like Hibs are the Spurs of Scotland. <laughs> the same way that things can be a bit Spursy, or you can Spurs it, you can Hibs it as well, and that's what they did against Dundee. Yeah, I'd, say, I'd say Spurs are the Hibs of England. <laughs> yeah, I, well, either way, either way it works. Um. My value pick was the shining light in my week. Uh, this was Dijon versus Toulouse. Uh, Dijon are rubbish. Toulouse are good. That was proven by them winning 4-2. And I even got the chance with Dijon went up 1-0 uh, 31 minutes in to back. Like I was like, Toulouse are still going to win this. So I stuck a tenner on them at 4-1. Mm. 
Nice. That was easy money. Um, so it, it was it was pretty good. Bijan will feature again this week for me as getting beat. They've been I watched the, almost the entirety of that game and they are great going forward. Like they're, they're genuinely are quite a good team going forward, but are an absolute sieve in behind. Like the little centre-backs look like they've been, you know, you see centre-backs that really want to be strikers. Mm. Like they just yeah. start like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go up to the halfway line and uh, beat a couple of men. Don't do that. You're a centre-back. <laughs> That's not your job. Um, yeah. So to lose one, four, two. Excellent. Uh, well, my value bet um, also came in. Uh, had Kilmarnock to beat Hamilton, uh, 17-20. to 20. And the 1-2-0. Uh, two goals for Scott Robinson went 10 minutes to each other. That's it. Job done. Nice uh, to see that game feature on this podcast and not be an absolute clusterfuck of a yes. disaster. What <laughs> 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 one, man. We're, we're talking with John Walker um, midweek about, about that game and how you picked it coming up. And he just has horrible flashbacks to every time he went near that fixture. Yeah, Hamilton managed managing to do something, but that was that was good, Chris. That was solid and, and around even money. Great pick. On to the outsiders. My outsider was in the Danish Superliga. I took Gronby away at Odense. I really fancied that twenty-one to ten price that you were getting, and it looked like I made an excellent slide two 0 up uh, going into the game. Ended two each. Brutal, absolutely brutal. So that was my value and my outsider. Both finishing two all, uh, and, and the team throwing away a lead, albeit this time a two goal lead. So that was pretty heartbreaking. Yeah, uh, especially as the Danish Super League isn't one of the leagues that you get an auto payout at two 0 So if Bet three six five could fix that, our Scandinavian <laughs> problems would be solved. They would. So both, was, we'd have been fine on both weeks. Yeah. So I, it was. A, I stand by the pick. It was a good pick. Um, a two 0 lead. They should never have been twenty one to ten. Just unfortunate that they couldn't couldn't get a win for me in the outsider column my outsider also didn't come in uh, this was Varnamo versus Lance Krona uh, I took Lance Krona away a lot tighter a game than than the bookies would have had you kind of expect the the home team did win it 2-0 but after going ahead in the 77th minute in a really tight game like the the stats you know the Lance Krona is slightly less possession but it's you know their shots and target and stuff they, they were having some at least um, it just came down to they actually got caught, I got watched a bit of this as well they they conceded their second goal 90 plus 5 whilst chasing the game it was a classic conceding a second goal from a corner where you've brought everyone up and they're just yeah. like they've left one guy in the halfway line like yeah he's going to score if the ball comes out there yeah. and that's what they did so disappointing but um, ah, what can you do yeah yeah uh... My outsider also let me down. Uh, had Aberdeen to beat Hearts at 12-5. Uh, ended one each with uh, Hearts going a penalty. Uh, I wish I could say that we were absolutely robbed and that it's a, a, a travesty, but watching the back, uh, it was a penalty. Like, there's, there's nothing more you can say about it. So. And to be honest, Hearts actually seem to have more chances, so one each has probably a, a fair result. Yeah, twelve to five though was good odds, Chris. Like you can't, you can't yeah. quibble about not hitting a twelve to five shot. You know, it's a, no, no, exactly. that only needs to come in less than thirty percent of the time, and you're you're all good. So yeah, and to be honest, uh, Ramirez was one that I thought was going to score early doors, and he did have a really good opportunity early. Uh, Ferguson played him through in a beautiful through ball, and he was one on one with the keeper, but it was just too far back. So Gordon managed to make the save. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that went in early in the game. Totally changes the complexion mm. of the game, you know. So, yeah, it's pretty close. On to the charity bet, which is a treble. One selection from each of us and a tenor of our own money goes on that. I blew this early doors. Uh, took Kawasaki Frontale away at Hiroshima and they drew one each. So Kawasaki on a bit of a slide, actually. We're, we're recording this on, on Wednesday lunchtime and they have just lost uh, Bispa Fukuoka in the Japanese J-League. So perhaps not a definite first team down if you're going for a J-League coupon or an international coupon. I'd lay off Kawasaki a wee bit just now just to see what they're up to. They're still top of the league, um, but they're not as bankery as, as once they were. So with me already having gubbed the treble, it didn't really matter what happened in the other two games. Gordo, how did you, how did you get on? Which is good. I mean, I was trying to dub Andy as the new charity killer by virtue of his pick coming first, but that 
Titan stays with me um, <laughs> because I took uh, I took Mainz or draw against uh, Bochum versus uh, Mainz. Uh, Mainz followed up their one nil one nil win against RB Leipzig by losing two nil to VFL Bochum. That is not yeah. a good result and does that's not, not that's not good, especially um, when you take the double when you've been a shite yeah, bag and, and taking the, the other jack. half. Absolutely. <laughs> And and it's the funny, well, not the funny thing about it, but the Bochum versus Mainz is weird because there's Stefan Zoller, who who you might remember from, he had a, a bit of a stint uh, with Cologne um, when they were up at the top and he was one of the guys who consistently was like, he was getting assists and stuff like that and goals. He's now playing for Bochum. Last season, he scored 15 goals from 32 games. This season, he set up all three goals and he also... Um, he also had a, a disallowed goal uh, for a handball. Um, he actually handled it into the net, so he doesn't really get cran- he doesn't really get credited with anything. But he basically did everything uh, for that team, with the exception of scoring. Like he just he set up everything. He got carded. He got a goal chopped off. Like it's, he just wanted his name on the team sheet. Um, so disappointing from Mainz. Uh, we'll be staying away from them for a while. However, Chris, give us some good news on that. Yeah. So trail. despite it not mattering as my game was the last one. Uh, I had VVV Venable against Almir City and I went for both teams to score uh, as opposed to the one was draw. Uh, Almir were the one I was most worried about and they scored in the first few minutes. Uh, Venable scored in like the last kick of the first half so it was one each at half time. Better already came in. Game ended 2-1 to Venable so yeah. Um, like I was saying last week the Eerste State Divisi you can throw a dart and you're going to get both teams to score. Uh, once again for the second week in a row eight, te- uh, eight games out of the ten for both teams to score, so tremendous. Certainly a lot of value in that league if you've not checked out before. Yeah, excellent pick, and I'm sure we'll see you uh, in the in the Facebook group and perhaps in the Discord channel as well. Just reminding folk because uh, I, I would certainly appreciate a reminder about those years to be busy. Um, both, I remind too many folk to I still like the nice odds. Uh, that was <laughs> get your own coupon on, then remind people. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to do it. Um, Great, great result, Chris. That was uh, that was a three out of four week, uh, which equaled Gary Black's guest slot in week number one. So once we've had a couple more guests on, we'll start publishing a, a league table. Yeah, um, I, I would like to point out though that uh, although it was three out of four, his was like I had a one in nine shot in there. His, yeah. his was like two point one out of four. Okay, but like, we'll give him that. Yeah, the, his, the league table like will be done goals, on the league table will focus in. one penalty. So like, yeah, it was <laughs> a one off. We'll focus on we'll focus on the odds as well. It won't just be three <laughs> out of four. It'll be three out of four, and here's the combined profit on it or loss on a unit yeah, stake. So yeah. I think I think you've got the top of the table just now. <laughs> oh no! Wonderful. Thanks very much, Chris. We're going to head to a, a short break now, but um, superb guest spot, and it was great to have you on the show. Yeah, we'll see I you again soon, Chris. Cheers. Let's move on to this week's picks. But before we do that, we'll introduce the guest for week three of the season. Um, good friend of mine, good friend of Gordon's, our, our boss when it comes to the baseball field, actually manager and uh, the Glasgow Comets and president of the Glasgow Baseball Association and also keen sports better, very knowledgeable football guy, Mr. Jason Stott. How are you, Jason? I'm not too bad, boys. How are you? Yeah, good. We've just, good. Had, uh, just had Chris Kelly on. Um, and another gentleman you know well, and he did he did very well last week. He went three of four, missed the outsider, but missed the outsider, but was close with a, a one each draw. So he only needed one goal there. Um, big shoes to fill this week. Yeah, big, so that's the big, big pants to fill as well. Big pants. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. Um, so as normal for the picks at the weekend ahead, we'll take you through a banker value outsider pick, and then a pick from each of us for our. £10 charity treble where um, any returns go to a charity of our choosing. We've just had a full card of J-League fixtures this morning that have just ended. We're recording this podcast on Wednesday lunchtime, so no odds are out yet for the J-League fixtures at the weekend. And as a result, I can't really tell you what's good value or not because there are no prices set. So I will have no picks from Japan this weekend. 
Um, but hey, the pics I put up in the Facebook group and in the Discord this morning all came in. So that was a rather tasty treble for anyone that got, inv- got involved in that. So to start us, my banker this week is in England in the English Premier League. Saturday at 3pm, a good traditional kickoff time. West Ham versus Crystal Palace. West Ham defied expectations last season. They finished sixth in the league. I'm, I still can't really compute that with the amount of wealth and talent that's in the league that West Ham finished sixth. But they look good for it. They've started this season brilliantly. They're top of the table. Okay, only two games played, but two wins. They scored four goals in each of those games. Yeah. They only conceded three goals total. So they beat Newcastle 4-2. Um, and they battered Leicester, a good Leicester side, 4-1 at home last week. Palace, on the other hand, I think we could all agree, aren't very good. They have one point from two games, a 0-0 draw against newly promoted Brentford. You know, that's not great. And a 3-0 loss away at Chelsea. Uh, probably forgivable. A lot of teams will lose at Stamford Bridge. Um, but they also just lost 1-0 away at newly promoted Watford to get dumped out of the League Cup. So you've got two teams here that I think are vastly different in terms of talent available and also vastly different in terms of form and also last season's league standings. Six to 11 for a West Ham win, which I think is huge. Yeah, I looked at that as a charity pick this week, but before having a look at your picks, that was the, they look vastly, I mean, I watched the the Palace Brentford, it was the last game in match of the day because it was nil-nil. It was a rubbish one. Uh, yeah, it was, it was mince and nothing happened. It was like one of those ones where they were like, and that's the game kicking off. And then it cuts to like 80 minutes. <laughs> and it's like the balls hit the bar. Great. Um, but I think it's a good pick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah West, West Ham have started well. Yeah. Yeah. So one to, better than one to two, which is actually quite high for a banker pick. Um, but I figure they're good enough to to go in the banker column. Gordon, what, what have you got for your banker? Uh, I am in Italy this week. Uh, I've taken Juventus at home to Empoli. Uh, obviously, Massimo Allegri is his second stint now at Juve, and he had a crap result last week after going up 2-0 um, against Udinese. Uh, Juve went up 2-0 early. You think that's the... I mean, for the purposes of Bet365, they won that game, so that, that's fine. Um, so, I, don't, like, I mean, I'd rather they went out and win, but getting 2-0 goal, two goals up is fine with me as well. Um, but they play against newly promoted Empoli. Um Empoli lost their first uh, game of the season, uh, 3-1 against Lazio. Um, it wasn't a very good performance for them. Um, they looked a bit leggy as well. They, they scored really early. Uh, they went up, it was, they, they scored in the fourth minute and then they just, ninth minute conceding, 41st minute conceding. So they were 3-1 three, three, down at half time. Like it, it, they had already kind of shipped it. And I think this will be another game where they'll struggle here. And so, funny fact about the, the UV Juventus game, that was the first game uh, Ronaldo's ever featured as a sub for, Rhea, for, uh, for Juventus. He came off the bench. Uh, he came off the bench. The Empoli game? Uh, no, no, sorry, the UV, the, the UV Udinese game at the start of the season. Right. Um, so, UV will be starting him in the next game. Like the, 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 They clearly cannot do it without him. He actually got a goal varred off um, to, to win that game 3-2 in about the 87th minute. So he was, as soon as he came on, he made a difference. He'll start in this game. You'll be our 2-9. If they're 2-0 up this time, they're not throwing it away. They're 2-0 up this time, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'll, be, exactly. I'll be backing this, all three bankers as a treble at Bet365 and they do the two goal up payout offer. So, yeah. yep, I like it. And Jason finishes off with uh, the third banker of the week. So I'll join, uh, I'll join Gordon in Italy. Uh, this game is on Friday evening, but it's in the, the Serie B, so it's in the second division. Uh, I can't help but feel as if you'd have stitched me up, getting me on so early in the season when there's absolutely nothing to go by. Uh, been waiting for the last two years to make an appearance, and you get me on the show when we're about two weeks into the season. We need the big guns early. You know, it's not, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not fair asking someone that's maybe you know not as talented uh, yeah. to come on to come on early. So big guns early. So yeah, Friday night, uh, Serie B. I'm going to go for um, a home win in the Brescia versus Casenza fixture. So it's a half seven kickoff. Uh, very much a bet that I'm putting down in the stats of last season as well. I did back them uh, a handful of times. Um, so the league's only one game in um, Brescia won their fixture Comfortably 2-0 um, Casenza a, a 1-0 loss away 
However, historically in this fixture, uh, Brescia have won the last four. I like that. Um, and if you look back historically in the leagues, Brescia always kind of top half of the table. Casenza were actually in the relegation zone last year. So I think um, early on, the teams are obviously wanting to put their stamp on the, the league early, get a few points on the board, uh, and you're getting 47 for the home win. Oh, that's a big price. I mean, there's a whole bunch of other stuff in there as well. Like uh, Brescia were in the playoff. Uh, they they lost 1-0 in the playoff after extra time um, to, to get promoted into the Sierra A. So, you know, they were good last season. Plus, Casenza have lost their last five games in a row and haven't scored a goal. They lost 1-0, wow. 4-0, 2-0, 3-0, 4-0. That's the last five games they've played. They only played two pre... They played one pre-season game. Imagine showing up and playing one pre-season. They lost 4-0 to Fiorentina. And then going, that'll do, lads. That'll do, yeah. Breath. Wrap it up. Let's start the season. So it's a it's a it's a brilliant pick. It looks really good. Um, and with them beating them the last couple of times, it, it four to seven seems generous. But, but again, bookies don't they're not that interested in those divisions. Yeah, four to seven is is a huge, huge odds for a banker pick, but I think you've found potentially an absolute gem there. So pretty excited about the about the banker treble because there's two tasty, two tasty odds in there, and then what should be a solid UV win as well. So excellent. Rolling on to the value picks, and this is where we look for something where we think the bookies have maybe mispriced something ever so slightly, and there's value on taking a particular selection. Usually these tend to come in around the even money mark. My selection for this week is in Germany in the Bundesliga, and it's on Sunday at 2.30pm UK time. I'm going to take an away win in the Augsburg versus Leverkusen game, and you'll get a Leverkusen win here at 5-7. to seven. Uh, Augsburg are one of the favourites to be relegated from the Bundesliga this year. They've taken just the one point from their opening two fixtures. They were demolished uh, 4-0 at home by Hoffenheim, uh, which is obviously not a good way to start your season. And then drew 0-0 away at a pretty average Frankfurt team, where Augsburg didn't even manage a single shot on the Frankfurt goal. So, you know, they got the very best result they could possibly have got there in drawing yeah, from that, yeah. Uh, Leverkusen have four points from their opening two games a 1-1 draw away at Union Berlin Union Berlin's a hard place to go it's some atmosphere now that there's you know Union fans in the building again and then they absolutely hammered Mönchengladbach for nothing so they're on um, you know they've come off the back of a couple of good results they've also scored inside the opening 15 minutes in both of those games and I think that'll be a fast start will be key to this one because Augsburg will try and keep it tight and limit damage um, obviously not having a single shot in the last game. That is their that's their whole modus operandi here. So if Leverkusen could come out, fast start, get a goal, they'll go on and truck them. And, and I think odds of five to seven are pretty big for that. Okay, yeah. I mean, I was for that doing they took, I think it was Gary's pick week one of the, the podcast. Uh, and yeah, it, <laughs> they haven't shown anything that, that makes me think that they're going to really contend or do anything other than be down there with Mainz and Bochum. Um, yep. So it's a good pick. Good pick. Yep. I'll take us to France for my next one. Um, this is Powell versus Dijon. It's a running theme here. I'm just backing about against Dijon every week. Powell have an interesting start. So we're five games in so far. They've got seven points, scored four, conceded three. Dijon have one point, scored six, conceded 12. You know, they've, they've conceded more than anyone else in this league. As discussed earlier on in the podcast, they don't defend. And the guys that they have defending fancy themselves as strikers. So they're not interested in defending. Powell have had a decent start so far. They're in ninth with seven points, but that, that isn't really that fair a reflection on the teams they've played. So the first three teams they had to play against, the, the last three teams they've had to play against, they had a 2-0 win against Bastia, who are above them in the league. That was at home. They drew 0-0 with Nimes. Nimes just got relegated out of League One, so they're a decent team. And uh, they lost 1-0 to Toulouse, who are the league leaders so far. Now, Pau have been in this league for a wee while now. They, they know how to play in it. Their home record is pretty good. The last five home games they've played, and bearing in mind the stretch back in the last season, uh, they've won three and uh, lost one, drawn one. Historically, there's not much to pick from this since the last time they played was 2004. Uh, that just goes to show how yo yo Dijon have been that they don't tend to be in this league. Um, do, you like wanna, they, do you want to tell us the result of that game? You it was 0-0, no, no, if anyone's interested. <laughs> no, no. Uh, in 2003 and 2002, though, they won this game 2-0. So if uh, prior forms, anything to go by, 20 years ago, they were, they were all right. Um, but... <laughs> 
I like Pau here in this spot, and you're going to get them at over even money at 12 to 11. I think this price will probably drop before the either before this is aired or before the game actually kicks off. They'll probably kick off more like even money. So that's Pau on a Saturday, 6 o'clock, to beat Dijon. Jason, what you got? Value, uh, we're going to go to the Norwegian top flight. We're going to go to the Elitisarian uh, fixture Saturday evening at 5 o'clock. Uh, the fixtures, Mjöndalen versus Lillström. I'm going to go for the away win. Uh, we're going to get Lillström currently at the price of around 13 to 10. Uh, but a background on this. So currently in the standings, they are, the, the league is about 16 games in. 30 game season, so just a little over halfway. Uh, Lillström sitting fourth, uh, just five points off the lead. Whereas the opponents, Mjöndalen, are currently in the, the relegation zone with 13 points. So 15 points of difference. Um, when we're looking at kind of home and away form, uh, Lillström have tied with Molda and Rosenberg, the best away form in the league. Uh, whereas me and Dallin have only six points out of eight fixtures at home. Um, the, the, all the form goes in Lillström's direction. I'd be surprised, um, really surprised if this isn't either a draw and a way win, but at 13 to 10, uh, you've got to fancy Lillström to, to try and get three points and maintaining the, the top three, four of the season of the, the league. So no, that's, head that's great. Head to head as well. Lillström have won three of the last four. Superb. No, it's good. I always love a pick where, you know, there's a wee bit of uh, a sample size behind it. And obviously the league's sort of halfway in. Uh, you've got a team right up at the top against a team right up at the bottom. And that's always a good indicator of how a game might go. So getting 13 to 10, um, taking in mind the home and away form and also the recent head to head matchups, that's a, that's a cracker of a pick. I'll be all over that. It's, it's, it's a good price as well, but I had a look at this. See, the goals scored and goals conceded in, in that league is, is mental. Like, so, Mjöndalen have scored 19 and conceded 21, right? Which isn't too bad. You're, you're you know, negative two goal difference. Lillström are 10 places higher, 15, well, they've got 10, 15 more points than them, and they've scored 24 and conceded 18. So it just shows what a couple of goals can do <laughs> between being relegated and being up challenging. Uh, but yeah, Lillström look a better team than them and to have 13 points after 16 games isn't the form you'd go oh, no, they're, they're, they're going to be decent so good pick it's the, it's the six points at home that really stands out as being uh, poor they sound absolutely dross yeah, uh, yeah they do <laughs> sound real dross <laughs> on to our outsider picks now and this is where we uh, scour the bookies for something that we reckon has a good chance of coming in where they aren't the favourites uh, so we're taking an underdog or an underdog result here uh, to try and usually I take these as a, a tricksy um, to get so two out of the three picks between us will return me some money. I'm doing something that is dodgy and you normally probably shouldn't do. I'm going to take my own team, but to be fair, I watch all their games, so I should be more educated on them than, than a lot of other picks. Saturday at 3 p.m. in the Scottish Premiership, Dundee United at home to Hearts, and you'll get a home win for Dundee United at odds of 23 to 10. Which is which is pretty big for a home win, especially you know if you if you if you just listen to the reasoning behind this without factoring in the team names, I think I think you'll agree it's a reasonable pick. So Dundee United pulled off some big results already this season, only one defeat in our last twelve games, so that's pretty good, and we've won seven of our last eight competitive fixtures, including beating the current championship uh, champions Rangers. And we also took all three points away at McDermott Park against St. Johnston last week. And we were underdogs in both those games, heavy underdogs against, uh, against the Rangers. Hearts are newly promoted team in the league. They obviously have a rich history and a rich pedigree, though, which is why they're the favourites for this game. They're unbeaten in their, their opening three league games so far. A couple of 2-1 wins against Celtic and St. Mirren and a one-each draw against Aberdeen. However, Celtic then went out and played them in the cup and battered them. Um, it was a, I think it was 3-0 up in the first half going on 9-0 up. Jason, were you were you either at the game or, or, or watching that one, being a Celtic fan? I was watching it, yeah. Yeah, and and were they as impressive as uh, match reports would have suggested? Yeah, but I'm, I'd like to think we'll come on to it later with uh, a few important fixtures coming up at the weekend, but Celtic lately have been very impressive. Um, yeah. Certainly in the, in the, the forward third of the pitch. 
Yeah, so I think Hearts, that 2-1 win they got was maybe just good timing for them um, when they got to play Celtic, when their new manager was just getting embedded. I don't think uh, Kyogo Furuhashi actually started that game. I don't think he'd been brought across from, from Vissel Kobe yet when they, when they got beat by Hearts. Uh, so I wouldn't read too much into that massive result. I just think United at home here, especially with uh, un- uh, only one defeat in 12 games, getting them at over 2-1 to one is quite a big price. Um, and I think if I was a bookmaker, I would have both of these teams more around the 6-4 to four mark than an even-money favourite and, and an over 2-1 to one outsider. So the price alone is enough for me um, to take a Dundee United home win at 23-10. I mean, you're not Shanklin centric anymore either, which it might have made your play a bit better because they're not just looking for one guy to turn the like. It's a you know people are stepping up, um, which is good. I mean, that's what you want. It's going through the midfield a lot more. We've got uh, Butcher and Fuchs. Jandal Fuchs has been incredible for us. He's an absolute engine in that in that midfield. He runs everywhere. He's powerful. He's happy on the ball. He'll drive at people. He'll also get the ball off people. Um, and it has sort of changed the the style that we're playing. We've got a new manager in now, Tam Courts. A lot of um, there's some factions of Dundee United fans really didn't like him. They see him as in that sort of uh, laptop guy style role, like Ian Cathro, and whereas they would have wanted someone that had done the rounds and been a manager before. This is his first real professional job, um, taking care of a, of a first team. Um, I was actually happy with his appointment. Um, you know, being a numbers guy, sabermetrics guy. I really like this as an experiment um, and I really want to see him doing well and he's he's done well so far and I think this will be a tough game at the weekend but for the price, um, definitely 23-10 is a big price for a United man. Yeah, like it in there. Um, so my outsider, I'm going to the Bundesliga. This I think will be the last game of the podcast um, so hopefully we're, we're waiting on this for you know 12 of 12. Uh, this is Wolfsburg versus RB Leipzig. Um, Wolfsburg have started the season uh, two wins out of two. They scored three, conceded one. Uh, they beat Hertha in their first in their second game. They beat Bochum in their first game. So they, they haven't played against you know tremendous opposition yet. But they gave themselves a kind of interesting preseason. They played against Atletico Madrid, Monaco, Leon. So they just went and played against teams who are Bundesliga level. Like they, yeah. you have to go and do that when you're, you're coming back up. Um, they're playing against uh, RB, RB, uh, RB Leipzig here. Now, Leipzig's record is okay. They won their second game after a kind of struggled start against Mainz, who, as we've seen, aren't very good. <laughs> Losing to Bochum at the weekend was one of my picks last week. Um, I think enough of these teams will probably play at a draw here. Um, you got Wolfsburg, you know, those two wins, Leipzig with, with their 1-1 so far, they can both score goals. They both only conceded one goal, so they, they keep it relatively tight with what they do here. And it's quite big odds. I mean, the bookies fancy Leipzig here at 12-11. to 11. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't like to take them here, having seen what they, they've done against other kind of bottom half teams. Um, Wolfsburg here are 13-5, to 5, which I think is too big a price to be taken. I'd be happy with a draw. So 5-2 to two is the draw here. Um, I think these teams I might even be one each. That would be throw out there if you if you fancy going wild. But uh, yep, so that's Wolfsburg versus Leipzig, one each. I don't really have anything to say on that, uh, Jason. Do you? I, I probably would have looked elsewhere for, for, um, for if I was picking an outsider uh, shot. But nah, I would. I'm fancying a Leipzig win. If I'm being honest, yeah, yeah, me um, too. I'll, I'll be happy to chat to you next week about it when it's one each. <laughs> So I'm happy to chat to you. Yeah. Going, going over four, <laughs> over four, in another seat. Um, yeah. So who have you got then? You got your outsider spot. Mine's isn't much better. <laughs> um, <laughs> look, uh, I'll stick with Saturday evening. Um, we're going to go to the Swiss Super League. Uh, so I'm going to take a punt on an away win in the St Gallen versus Zurich fixture. So again, very early days in the league. Uh, four games in. However, Zurich are four wins out of four. So they sit top of the table, 12 points, 10 goals scored, three conceded. Um, St. Gallen, probably the more recognised team, um, have done well in the last couple of years. Um, and of course, they have the home advantage in this fixture. However, they have only got five points out of the, the first four games. Um, again, just looking at the four fixtures that they've actually played in the league so far, um, Zurich have wins over Grasshoppers, Luzerne, 
uh, and more notably the, the first game of the season, Zurich was away to Legano, of which they won 2-0. Uh, St Gallen played Legano uh, a couple of weeks ago and, and lost 2-1. Uh, they also have a, a disappointing one-each draw in the last fixture, St Gallen, uh, against a, a fairly dross Sion side. So the odds that you're getting for Zurich of 11-4, almost 3-1. Considering Zurich again unbeaten so far, albeit they are away, I think that's that's worth taking a punt on. Um, I like it. I like it a lot actually, because uh, that is a huge price for a, you, for a football game and a, and a team that's a team that's unbeaten against a team that okay has pedigree, but let's be honest, has struggled so far this season. I don't know much about the the league itself. The Swiss Super League isn't one I follow with any regularity, but based on what you said there, I'll be more than happy to take a shot in a way with. I would I mean, say St Gallen are probably slightly more recognised having kind of floated about uh, Europa League qualification and stuff in the last maybe two or three years but last season both of these teams finished mid to low table one point separated them in St Gallen's favour uh, but in the, the head-to-heads as well there's a couple of draws thrown in there the last one that was actually won was Zurich and it was an away, away win for them so I, okay. I don't, I'm not looking too much into the home advantage for St Gallen um, that was a fixture towards the end of last season in January. Zurich won three two. So I think Zurich. Um, I, I fancy them to to score a couple high scoring fixture possibly, but nearly three to one for the wee win. I'll, I'll take a point on that. Yeah, for sure. Well, obviously, because we have guests coming on, you have to look on and look at each of these picks, and it's quite funny because both these teams had to play cup a round of cup games prior to their their most recent fixture, and Zurich won ten nil. St. Gallen won 5 0 against whoever they were playing against as well. So it must, the Swiss Cup must be <laughs> the Swiss Cup just rolling out a couple of guys. Hey, can you pull a team together just for uh, for the weekend to play against this professional Europa League unit? Ah, yeah, no that's worries, a, we'll get them out. That's tremendous. I wonder, I wonder as well if that was uh, a 10 0 victory with what essentially was a backup squad because you drop players, surely. If your if your fixture is going to be that easy, or are you, is it that early in the season? It's like this is a good opportunity to get some confidence in the team by banging in a few goals. Because ten will do that yeah. for you. It was it was one of those it was one of those ones where you, where you look at it and I went into it because Zurich won ten. It was against Solothurn, who are in the the Switzerland one Liga Classic Group Two, which you know the the thing I, I'm not big on Swiss football, but the echelons for there don't make it seem like they're hot on the tail of getting into that Swiss Super League. From that here. sounds like a few a few tiers below for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, fantastic. So they're the main they're the main picks. Uh, obviously, uh, you can listen listen back to that section, or if you're on the, our Patreon channel, all the picks are written down for you in a nice handy cheat sheet, and we'll we'll talk more about our patron at the end. Now on to our charity treble. So this is one pick from each of us. We combine them all as a treble, stick a tenner on it, and any returns go to a charity of our choosing. My game is actually on Sunday, so this might be the last leg if you two boys are able to do your job uh, and we'll have everything riding on this one. It's in the Danish Superliga. It's Vila against FC Copenhagen and I'll take an away win for FC Cole at quite big odds, I think, of three to five um, once I go into it. We're six games into the new Danish Superliga season. FC Cole, where you'd expect them to be, right up the top. They're in second spot, only one point behind current leaders, Micheland. So they've taken 14 points from those six matches. They're also on an 11-game unbeaten run across all competitions, where their last five games have all been wins. So a solid green double, you call them, in the in the form table. Conversely, uh, Vila haven't won in six games. And of those six games, five of them were losses and only one was a draw. They're bottom of the table with only one point from a possible 18 points. So they are poor. They are going to struggle. They're playing against a team that are right up the top and are going to remain at the top for the whole season. Uh, Vila have only scored four goals but conceded 13. Um, I think Copenhagen's uh, goal-scoring record is basically that flipped. I think they scored 13 and only conceded five. So three to five is an absolutely enormous price on an FC Copenhagen win here. And it easily could have been my banker. Um, I could have switched them with West Ham. But we'll have FC Co in the, in the charity treble. 
big, big prices for both your banker and your charity this week. For yeah, they're they're big for what I think are stick-ons. Yeah, it's the kind of game that if it was around Christmas would probably one to three. Aye, absolutely, if, if they, that's exactly they, it. Yeah, so hopefully I can. Hopefully I'll be well better than previous weeks in the charity. I'm taking a game that. In the French League One, uh, this, this will be round four, so they played three games already. I'm taking Longs at home to Lorient. Um, Longs have started the season really well. They haven't lost a game yet. They beat Monaco two 0 away. They drew two each with Saint Etienne. They drew two each. Uh, they drew one each with Longs. Um, and they prior to that, they were playing uh, their preseason games, of which they both won against Udinese and Reims. Uh, Lorient lost to Montpellier at the weekend. They lost three um, one, and that was after going up one 0 as well. Uh, so they, they went up 1-0, seen, got to half time at 1-0, then conceded three second half goals. So I'm not terribly convinced by what they've done. They also beat Monaco, but that was at home instead of away. So they, they beat Monaco 1-0 there. And they've also drawn with uh, San Etienne. Now, the reason I picked this as a Lens win or a Longs win is they've won the last three iterations of this game that haven't been played that far away. Uh, on the 11th of um, April this year, they won 4 1. On last year, they won 3 2 away from home and they beat them 1 0 the previous time when they played at home in 2019. I backed this game as a draw last time in the game that they won 4 1. They then lost, they then, they then won 4 1. I will not be burnt by Lens again or Longs again. Um, picked it as a draw 4 1. Great. 4 1. So <laughs> I take my medicine with this. I'm going to Longs because they've been pretty good. I mean, they haven't lost a game yet in the league. I know they're only three in, um, but they haven't lost uh, with with one win and, and two draws so far. But I'm happy to take them in this spot. I think they'll go out and, and be quite decent in here. Lorient shipping. I wouldn't have if you looked if I looked at this game prior to last week's game week. I'd have probably had a different opinion. But losing three one and conceding three second half goals is not a good way to go. Um, so yeah. Home win for Longs. Uh, that's at two o'clock on Sunday, I believe. Yeah, two o'clock on Sunday. And over to Jason for the final leg, or actually what will be the first leg of the charity like, yeah. table. Yeah, so a traditional Saturday three o'clock kickoff. We're going to go to the Scottish League Two. Um, the fixtures, Forfa versus Stranraer. Uh, we're going to go for a home win. Forfa odds are four to five. Um, the justification uh, really being for for a good Stranraer shite. Yeah. Uh, essentially, Stranraer have one point in the league so far. They've scored one, conceded seven, bottom of the league. For for currently sitting third, um, eight points out of four. Um, in terms of their fixture so far, uh, so for for have uh, a two 0 win against Annan. For example, Annan, who currently sits second in the table, whereas Annan beat Stranraer um, away from home 3 0. So that's the kind of comparison that you've got there. Uh, for, for some of the only points have dropped are against Kelty Hearts, for example, who sit top of the table. So Forfar really being 4 to 5 at home, this was very close to being my value pick. Um, I, I think that's far too, far too overpriced considering the form. I think this is a great pick. This might be this might be the pick of the week, um, considering considering the odds that you're getting in Forfar here. Because as you say, Forfar are good, <laughs> Stranraer are shite. Uh, Forfar scored seven goals uh, this season um, across their four games. Stranraer have conceded seven. Um, like you said, Forfar are going to be up here come the end of the come the end of the season. You know they they'll have aspirations to be the top end of this league and fight with Annan and Kelty Hearts. But a Stranraer are, will look for anything that doesn't maroon them at the bottom. But I cannot believe you're getting that close to even money. On a home win. Yeah, I, I, I know nothing about the League Two. Like, see, as soon as you start going down there, about the League One is where my knowledge completely implodes. Um, but yeah, it, so, it sounds pretty good uh, in that pick in there. And, you know, it's obviously the most, the most anticipated game of this weekend now um, for all yeah. of us in the Scotland. I'll definitely be including that. Well, I'll go in the charity treble, but I'll be including that in my own personal bets as well. It's just a really right. good pick. Yeah. So the charity treble for this week then is a win for Forfer, a win for Lens, and a win for FC Copenhagen. Tenor of our own money, and we will report back next week with how well that bet got on and which charity we will be sending the profits to. 
that's the picks for this week. Um, I did mention uh, about the Patreon channel that we have. If you search Trampled Bet Podcast on Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash Trampled Bet, or you just download the Patreon app, you can sign up and be a member of the Trampled Bet Club. It's £5.50 a month. Uh, it really helps us with all our setup costs, um, our hosting costs and producing this podcast. And uh, you get a load of extra stuff, a load of extra content shows. You get the cheat sheet. So all the picks from myself, Jason and Gordon written down. So you can just pull it up on your phone and you don't have to listen back or take notes. Um, and I think that's really <laughs> value enough. Um, there's also the Facebook group. Uh, join the Facebook group. Just search Trample Bet Podcast on Facebook. Um, that's a community of over 200 of us all sharing tips and ideas. And we got a great treble up in the J-League this morning. So I, t- I think a tenor yeah, turned into close to, close to 100 quid. So um, re- really happy with that. And there's great info. So check out the Patreon and the Facebook group too. Uh, there are a couple of big games, though, happening this weekend that some of the guys might have uh, some thoughts on. Before we get to the big game in Scotland um, that Jason will be particularly interested in, there's a big game in England that Gordon will be particularly interested in. Saturday at 5.30pm in the English Premier League, Liverpool take on Chelsea. And I've had a look at this and I can't believe a Chelsea win is 2-1. to one. I know that's big. I know, I know you're not going to like backing against Liverpool Gordo and both both teams have started the season with two wins but um what I think Liverpool have played Norwich and Burnley Chelsea have played Palace and Arsenal and they destroyed Arsenal 65% possession 22 attempts um Arsenal only managed six shots all game like I think Chelsea are really impressive and they've um you know they've added to their squad a really good squad of last year they've they've made it better this year and, and I'll be excited to see what Chelsea do this year. So I'll probably have a speculative shot at the fact that they're 2-1. to one. Your thoughts? I mean, I, I, you can't read much into playing. Like, both teams have played relegation fodder. So, like, it's <laughs> it's not it's not going to be... Uh, there. It's, 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 it's a first fixture of any quality for both teams. Um, but it should be brilliant. Like, it's can, can we defend Lukaku? Probably exactly. not. Is really the answer. Um, but, you know, that's not to say that Chelsea are going to be able to defend us. Uh, it's, it's a, I have no, I won't be betting on the game. I have no opinion on the game. Like, I would like to see Liverpool win. I, I, I could see why you would be back in Chelsea, how convincingly they dispatched um, so both the teams they've played. There are definitely better games out there if your main aim is making money. Uh, but because I'll be watching this game, and I also have a sneaky suspicion because it's so high profile, this will be a game that bookies throw offers at. You'll yeah. probably get, if you bet X on this pregame, you'll unlock a free bet or something like yeah. that. So for, for those purposes, I thought best bring it up and I'll probably, I'll probably uh, go with Chelsea. So before we wrap up, Jason, there's an old firm match on Sunday. Anything we should look out for there in Rangers versus Celtic? Um. It's, it's going to be an interesting one. Um, I was actually looking before before we started the call as to trying to get a bit more information on which Rangers players are actually going to be missing because yeah, because of COVID, the odds in the last thirty six hours have fluctuated massively. Uh, as it stands, you're currently getting two to one for Rangers at home. Wow, um, and you're getting even money for for Celtic to win away, which, considering what happened last season, is is mad. Um, four or five names floating about um, of, of who these players are that's going to be missing. Um, again, by the time this comes out, it'll probably be kind of common knowledge as to who's missing. Um, it's rumoured that both McGregor and McLaughlin are going to be missing, so it's potentially going to be a third-choice keeper. Um, again, Tavernier's one of these names that's been thrown about is potentially been missing. So, in a fixture which I thought was going to be high-scoring, uh, previous to this COVID outbreak, um, I, I do feel as if it's maybe going to verge in Celtic's favour now. Uh, there was a couple of different bets I was looking at. Um, both teams to score in the second half, for example, or kind of coupling that with uh, a couple of different um, bookings or cards and um, corner counts, people to score. Um, although the, the odds aren't... Um, really up at the moment on on bookings but you know these games average four or five bookings um mm. every time so i fancy fancy a celtic win i fancy both teams to score I fancy tom logic to go on the the scorecard if he starts 
and a fancy either our field or possibly Balligan if he plays to get booked. Um, it could be a shout, albeit if you look back in his, his kind of track record, Nathan Parson isn't one the, that's known for getting bookings, but if Parson's thrown in the mix at an old firm, with Tavernier being missing, he's going to want to make an impression. It's going to be a home fixture. He'll have the fans on his back, particularly Celtic take a lead. And he's going to be up against probably Kyogo, um, yeah. Abada, depending on if he plays or not, if, if they switch the wings. Partisan, potentially, I could see being good odds for a card. So I will, I'll have some sort of bet builder on it. Um, I definitely see there being goals. Um, but again, all depends on who's going to be missing and it depends on who starts. Um, but yeah. my pick of the day, if he, if he plays it, if there's a good portion of the game, if he comes on the sub, I would say our field to get booked. Excellent. I mean, no, that's you, a great shout. Perhaps once you've once the teams have been released or we, we know a wee bit more about yeah, the situation. I'll, I'll put something up on the, the Facebook. That'd be wonderful. That'd be really good. I mean, the, the only other thing to know about that game is the travel for both those teams. Celtic are going to Altmar. Rangers are going to Alash Kent. Um, oh, it's midweek. So, you know, I know where I'd rather be flying direct from um, to, to come at this game. And yeah, uh, Rangers, as much as I've already bet Ben Connolly, who's in this group as well and, and, and does listen to the podcast, that he was giving a big like how good Celtic are going to be. As much as I've already said, I'll take a Rangers win off him. It looks very much like a Celtic <laughs> Celtic does. win with the recent factors that have that have came into it there. So, I uh, once your bet builder's done, stick it up in the group because I'll stick a couple of quid on it, Jason. I know. I'll have, a, I'll have a couple of different ones on. Superb. That's the podcast, Jason. We'll see you back next week where we'll uh, spend the first half of the show running through four out of four wins. Hopefully. Yeah, Hopefully. We'll Ideal. We'll see a. a, a a resurgence of the, the Gordo Out campaign. <laughs> Which you were a big part of. So that's that good. Was, yeah. <laughs> the instigators, the ringleaders, some might say. It's been a pleasure having you on the show, mate. Thank you very much. Thanks, very um, much. See you thanks everyone for listening. Have a lovely weekend. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trample Vet Podcast is produced by John Walker and Gary Black, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sport-social.co.uk. Podcast Network.